0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: lfc day trippers brought to you by bookmakers.com
0: hello and welcome to full-time reds on the lfc day trippers brought to you by bookmakers.com let's get this out of the way early check bookmakers.com for all the best at betting odds I don't even know what you would have had for fucking Liverpool, seven Manchester United, zero baby. <laughs> Kev, how are you doing? I'm not bad. I am. I'm bad. All right. You I'm gotta be bad. better than that, my friend. You, you <laughs>
1: I'll tell gotta, you what, I was confident going into today. I, I, I thought we'd get a win. I, I fancied us to win. I thought, look, we're a really good side at home, but never in my wildest dreams did I think that we would rattle seven. Uh, that performance has been threatening for a while oh it's been we've been threatening it like you know we've almost broke into chances but and we wrote our look at times in that first half but i still felt we were the better side and i never i have never seen a manchester united side fold so hard so fast yeah it that- was it was a be- it was a thing of beauty. It was a sight to behold. It was a beautiful thing to see, how petulant and how 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 easy the how mentally easily they were to break. Yeah. Because once they started to go, their heads were gone. And yeah. uh, We just kept going for more and more and more. And uh, the best moment of the match for me was at the end, Bobby's goal. I was like, man, it was just poetry, wasn't it? It was it was meant to be. And uh, what a game! What a fucking performance! I just look. I'm not gonna say we'll do that another time, but delight. I just hope they are watching that in Madrid. Yeah.
0: Be it, get maybe maybe put a little little shiver through the old uh, old butthole of Real Madrid there. But I mean, I I want to get this out of the way early because I think it might get glossed over in the end. Luke Shaw must have nude pictures of Andy Madley's wife. I have no idea how he does not get a yellow card in that game. It was fucking ludicrous the number of fouls that he made and did not get a yellow card. Just didn't want to forget to get that in there. But because,
1: we could have had two penalties in the last five minutes.
0: Yeah, it, it was pure sympathy for Manchester United the refereeing yeah. from Andy Madley. And fuck you, Andy Madley. I wanted ten. I wanted those penalties. I wanted that first league penalty of the year because I got Mosala as my captain in FPL, and it paid off like a <laughs> motherfucker today. Fantastic, fantastic. It's so good. Yeah um we normally try to have a little bit of structure go through the game i mean lineups pretty much as predicted i presume yeah, yeah i think not in from the start. Yeah,
1: that was the only discussion point and, I, and there were heads falling off as to why he wasn't starting and why harvey did start but look i think the logic behind that is you want to start the first 60 minutes with experience so you can start with Henderson and Fabinho, and they almost played as two sixes for, for a good while in that game. And if you need to change it on the hour, you've got Stefan that could come on in fresh legs that can be your holding sentiment option. And if you wanted to have an attacking option, you have that on the bench as well. But I think it, it made sense when you stand back and look at it that way. But it was a gamble, to be sure. You know, um Harvey had a good performance against Wolves, but you know, he, he, Stefan has been on fire, you know, and the shirt is his. It's not a case that he's lost it or he's dropped it. It's just that experience matters in games like this. And why did it show? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh, definitely thought that you're going to get the two experienced heads of Henderson and Fabinho in the midfield. I would have just presumed that Pachetich would just keep going. He's got the hot hand. You know, he's the he's the hot roller at the craps table. You just let him keep shooting, keep shooting. But he yep. went with Harvey Elliott, and like Kevin Ball says, he was worried about Elliott. But he was brilliant today. I thought Harvey Elliott had maybe his best game for Liverpool today.
1: Yeah, he was very good. He was good at tracking back as well at times. Yeah. Look, I th- I think there was there was patches in that game where he was a bit ropey. Some of his passing, yeah, he wasn't alone. In, yeah, he wasn't alone in that. There was some of the passing in the first half wasn't as crisp or as accurate as you'd like it to be. But you're nitp- I'm nitpicking. In general, overall, his performance are standing. Um, yeah. It's exactly what – in an attacking midfielder, it's exactly what you want. I mean, massive credit for me today with Trent, the fullback who can't defend and the fullback who's going to be shit-scared of Marcus Rashford. Yeah. Uh, how'd that work out?
0: Uh, to be um, fair, there was a point – one of their better chances that United had in the game, uh, Bruno Fernandes had a free header at the back yeah, that he sent but, wide. Didn't that was – but I mean, that, I don't but they're know. going to get chances.
1: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to get chances.
0: And Trent Alexander-Arnold, this might be shocking to some people that don't watch a ton of games, he is not the only fullback that gets caught kind of ball-watching on a floaty back mm. post cross. Like, it happens yeah. on a pretty consistent basis. Uh, I mean, Rashford was in a couple of times where, like, I thought Rashford was finding pretty good space in the first half an hour or so, and then he was anonymous until he went off after that. But yeah. he had a couple of sights in on goal, but real tame finishes. You know, he didn't really put much on it. I think Allison had four saves to make in the first half and they were all routine, all routine saves. And it was ticking along nice. Like I thought we played well. We got to the first, you know, 15 minutes. I thought Anfield sounded amazing. Uh, yeah. LA, LA LA was going around at about 15 minutes and it came through beautifully on my end. So, I mean, shout out the boss man. Gav himself was at the game today. What a game Gav. You, <laughs> lucky, lucky bastard to be in a game like that. Uh, Kev, you were saying that Chris Bragg managed yeah. to some last-minute tickets.
1: Yeah, Chris managed to get some last-minute tickets today. He was off, obviously, not on the show today. He managed to get tickets. He managed to take Olivia, his daughter, for that game as well. So what an experience for that. It's like – it's just – it's one of those games that – I'll tell you what, it's one of those games that you're going to look back for years, for years to come, and – Where were you on this day? Do you remember this bit, that bit, the other bit? But my God, overall, as fans, we needed this. We desperately needed this more than anything, considering the season that we've had. It's all well and good rattling goals against Bournemouth. But to rattle them against Manchester, we've been threatening and saying that we're in a push for the top four. And the last two games, six points from the last two games, from Wolves and Manchester United were vital to that. And I mean, how many people realistically, hand on heart, uh you know, eleven o'clock this morning believed that we were gonna get three points today? I tell you, a lot of people would have taken a point today and moved on from it. But no, this lot it's not a case that they got the first one, the second one. There was a moment in the second half when we, I think, we'd just gone three 0 up, and I think Robertson came flying from left back to press Dallow on the ball at the edge of their box, and I was just like, I, it, it made me prick my ears up. I was like, yeah, they're gonna, they're going here. They're not stopping. They're not gonna. They're not taking that three 0 and sit back and try to see this one out. They're going for more, and my God, when they came, it was like the. The, the parting of the Red Sea—it was just like the, the floodgates opened, and to see them walking out, to see them fans walking uh, out, it was it everything. Was, you, it was want.
0: reminiscent of scenes in October of
1: 2021. It was because, but we need this now to be the platform from now until the end of the season to really go and do something you know we've had our shit start we've had our bad run. We've started now the last month we've been better. this needs to be from here kick on has yeah. to be oh, well, fucking delight! i was Absolutely I was thinking as
0: delighted. as it became obvious, I think probably at the fourth goal that there's this is this is a landslide at this point. and I started thinking back to what I was saying after the everton game. And I did a viewer's voice after the Everton game, which was on a Monday, asking, you know, is this a turning point? Is this a false dawn? Or are we just seeing green shoots? And if you take the Real Madrid game out of it, like Lazlo asked, four clean sheets in a row. No, Lazlo, I'm pretty sure Fernando Torres can answer that for you. That's five. Yeah. That's five league clean sheets in a row now that we've yeah. put up. We're finding our... Six in our, are, six in our last
1: seven six in our last
0: seven like we're we're stealing up at the back so yeah like harvey made a couple of strange passes him and abu they had crossed wires early in the first half where the ball got left for nobody and united had a little bit of a counter on us but we're not making mistakes that lead directly to goals we're not shooting ourselves in the foot we're not giving up own goals or just anything like that so that little bit of tightening up at the back and you said it that this performance was coming i kind of would have presumed that it would be a way to bournemouth next week you know maybe do two sets of nine nils against bournemouth sort of thing (laughs) but not this but uh, i got to talk about this in relation to the five nil just for a little bit because glenn parsons uh in our telegram chat sent a message that what a game to miss because he was at disneyland
1: today so funny enough my sister and her boyfriend her husband and their two of their kids are over there as well this weekend they managed to find somewhere to watch it over in Paris
0: because I I missed I was driving back from Montreal having seen my very first Montreal Canadiens home hockey game and I love to have so it was great for me to get to make that pilgrimage for me but on the drive home I missed the first three goals of the 5-0 at Old Trafford And it fucking ate me up that you didn't get to take that in live and to see it live. And you know what? I'm sorry, Glenn. But this game makes up for that. The only thing it was missing at one point early in the second uh, it, early in the second half, I think after we went 3-0 up, they cut to Alex Ferguson, and he just looked the same way he looked that night at Old Trafford. Yeah. And I desperately wanted them to make that immediate cut to Kenny Doglish laughing his ass off. But they didn't. They showed Kenny <laughs> later in the game, and it was such a stroll that they cut to Kenny, and Kenny Doglish is having a big yawn because we're beating Manchester United 5-0 at home. I, dreamland, yeah. Kev. Absolute dreamland. Yeah.
1: Today. Curtis J, there is, is spot on. This has to be the standard between now and for the rest of the season. We know we're not going to get five sixes and 7s. But the discipline and the pressure that we were able to put on the ball in the right areas of the pitch, to force Manchester United to play in areas of the pitch that they didn't want to play in, for large parts of that game. Look, they're a good side. They're going to get out, and they're going to get chances. But I don't remember Allison being too stretched in the game, apart from his own silliness. Uh the no, board. there was
0: he made one good save from uh one time Anthony cut in on his left foot. Yeah, Allison yeah, but that's a save low. he should be making. Yeah, I know? was I was actually kind of disappointed he didn't manage to hold on to the ball. Yeah, so was like, I like that that was how routine it was, but that was the most difficult one he had. Uh G10 here has a comment. He says, How did Nunes play in general? Delighted he got two goals. I would like to speak on this because at yeah. halftime I was. Furious with Darwin yeah. Nunez. I was furious. He looked like he didn't give a shit. He wasn't trying to make the runs in behind. His burst when he first got the ball or had to make that run to open up space for somebody with the ball, he just seemed slow and off it. I think it was uh, 34, 35th minute, something like that. Gakpo overplayed a ball to him out on the wing and he threw his arms up like, ah, yeah. fuck, you know. And Robertson comes out of nowhere I mean we're gonna have to have a talk about Andy Robertson a little bit later but Andy Robertson comes out of nowhere challenges it would have been Dallow for the ball and forces a free kick for Manchester United and at halftime that was you know everybody likes to presume that we're gonna make halftime substitutes even though we almost never ever do make changes at the half the only one I would have done was Jada for Darwin because I was so upset with his lack of effort in the first half And somebody in the Telegram chat said, Darwin needs a good kick up the hole at halftime. And my, oh my, somebody was wearing pointy (laughs) Italian leather boots because he got a kick up the hole.
1: Well, the thing is with Darwin, that was the first time he's ever played Manchester United. Mm -hmm. Right. And it would have been in his ear all week about how big this game is. This is probably, arguably, the biggest club game he'll have ever played in. You know, so pressure... Comes to different people in different ways. And I understand kind of, it's not, he plays out on the left and he does a good job. It's not his natural position. And I can imagine the frustration. And the frustration was there in the first half, no doubt. He wasn't on it. He was, him and probably Harvey in the first half were the two that you'd look at and you go, that's, you need to up this. You know, Um, everyone else was putting a shift in and looking good. Those two needed to up it. And they did really, really, they really, really, really did. But at the same time, they weren't disastrous. Do you know what I mean? It for there were moments in the first half where he was standing up on Dallow and you thought, yeah, you just need one. You just need a bit of luck, something to go your way, a bounce of the ball to go your way, and that'll get, get you into the game. But it when it came, it came in the second half. And I mean, oh. we scored our first goal in what 43 minutes. Uh, right. I have
0: it down as 46, uh, 46 minutes 30 seconds.
1: Well, and the well, second that, one. That's the second goal. Uh, the first yeah, one, that's the second what, one. The 43. first one came at 43, and the second 43. one came yeah. right on halftime, right after halftime. And it was bang, banged. You know, you're 2 0 up, and they have to come out and chase the game. It's a, We're a we're probably one of the few sides to this day in World Football. And I don't care who your front three is, whether it's Mane, Firmino, Salah, whether it's Nunes, Gakpo, Salah. We're probably one of the sides in world football where you do not want to have to chase a game against because we're very good at picking sides off. And I thought we managed to ball well. We, We managed to keep the ball in the right areas, play really good triangles in the middle of the pitch to create space for players to run in behind. And it's the first time in ages that we've had space to run in behind. And you saw how dangerous we were. There's a yeah. reason why most sides park the bus against us, and even most top sides, most yeah. top sides will park the bus against us because they do not leave space in behind for us to run into or to yeah. play into. So, do you no, uh, do you want to make an attempt
0: at uh, going through the goals one at time, not a time? Fucking, hope.
1: Not let's, a fucking let's, hope. Let's let's give a, let's give my it let's give it a lash.
0: Let's see how my notes hold up. Forty-two thirty. Gakpo one nil. Robertson. What a ball! So the to me this this goal allison one ball out to the left for robertson he cuts into the middle of the park he just takes an extra half a second and the channel opens up and he just slots Gakpo through yeah. one of those balls that what he needs to do is written on the ball by the time he receives it one yeah. touch cuts inside varan
1: Var- yeah. sold himself Varan yeah. sold himself badly and a couple of minutes before that he was at the veran was at the other end and i think he'd had half a chance, or he he thought he got fouled or something. So uh, no! Casemiro,
0: he- Casemiro headed in, but he was well offside.
1: Yeah, but whether he his head was before. cleared or not, yeah. it doesn't. You know, it's it happened quickly after that. But Robertson waited for the, for the run. It's actually a goal you see in FIFA quite a lot, you know, where someone will hold the ball in midfield and wait for that space to open up to play the ball in. Yeah, to see it played in real life football is like. He timed his run perfectly because he went out to come back, and Varad sold himself. He checked the run as well. He was like he was always cutting back into his right foot, but he checked the ball back enough to get a stride to be able to take the shot first time. Yeah, and it was if he'd have checked it back and he didn't have that, he had to take another touch. He'd have probably got closed down, but that first touch was perfect. It gave him enough time to be able to get the whip on it and the first goal in this game was absolutely vital. It was vital
0: everything and I is yeah. I would have loved to have scored a Bournemouth against Arsenal style 9 second 9.11 second goal to get the game started but just on the cusp of halftime because I thought we were really good like first 15 20 minutes and then we kind of lost our hold on the game and United started getting on the ball a little bit more but to just before halftime to give them that fucking sucker punch and go in at half like <laughs> Anfield was bouncing. Brian O'Halloran, Brian O'Halloran there. <laughs> after Brian O'Halloran says, after this show, I'm going to Rick Flair strut to the supermarket for a few Erdingers in tribute to the mastermind of this great occasion. Woo! Woo! He's a beer riding, Erdinger beer drinking, seven nil Man United at home winning son of a gun. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. I mean, it was it it. The halftime break, Anfield just sounded amazing. And I mean, yeah. again, uh, Emmett before the before the about an hour. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Off, Emmett said he had a, a girl he knew that was up from South Africa that was looking for a ticket, and they managed to score her one like half an hour before the game. The horseshoe luck of this this woman to be able to score a ticket for this game. But, I mean. <laughs> Like I'm thinking of Gav being over there. Like you know, he's been building up. He had to do a lot of homework to enjoy this weekend fully, and I'm sure we're going to get some good stories coming out of it. But like, at one nil going in at halftime, like that just seemed fantastic. Like, well, oh,
1: I won it up at halftime. I was like, okay, fine, we're one it up. I, arguably against the run of play, they had a bit the more shots on targets. They had the goal that was chalked off. You know it that was our first shot on target yep i thought we played well in the game but to go in one nil i thought okay fair enough we reset here now and because they're going to come at us hard you know second half they're going to come at us i thought okay and then the way we started the second half so front foot it was like and as soon as we got the second i was so chilled i was just so fucking relaxed after that because i knew that was it
0: yeah, it, but like you said about how this this kind of performance has been feeling coming, I felt that a couple of times where like, you know, we got the second goal against Newcastle and then they get the red card to the goalkeeper and I thought, floodgates, baby, here we go. This is the game where all of our forwards are going to take their chances. They're not going to have, you know, poor misplaced passes in their 18-yard box or anything like that. But today was the day. I mean, the, the second goal, Darwin scores it. It's a little Harvey Elliott cross into him. Buries it. No questions asked. But to me, it comes from Fabinho. He wins yeah. the ball above. How good the, was
1: he today, by the way?
0: Fantastic. How at game. good
1: was he today? What All the talk he- going into the game was about Casemiro and how Casemiro Ooh. was going to boss the midfield and Ooh. how Casemiro and Fred and Bruno Fernandes. I honestly think Ten Hag fucked up. Royally fucked up. His what should he have done? He should have gone 4-3-3 and he should have put Rashford out on the wing. Instead, he put Rashford through the middle, and he tried to play well, Van as a false nine, a, a number ten, that number ten role, and that allowed us to have so much space on the wings. It was so, it was so bad how they tactically set up against us that it was almost like when you when I'm looking back on it, I'm thinking like, hang on. Rashford has been in for, on fire. I think Rashford's yeah. been... Uh, this is the best I've ever seen in this season. He this might is be what the most he,
0: informed player yeah. in the world.
1: Yeah. He's been moment. threatening this time of season for a long time. And I call but it. He has to be on the left, not through the middle. He's, mm-hmm. It was a, such a... Ted Hag fucked this up so badly. I'm just so glad we were able to capitalize on it and expose them as being just a good side. They've been talked up by everyone in the media as, "Oh, United are back. They're this, that, they're that, and the other." Going into this game, they'd scored one more goal than us in the league, and yeah. we were shit. We were shit, right? We've con- we conceded the same amount of goals as them in the league, but we're shit, and they are this like they're back. They're this. They're- I'm sorry. It's like we're we're a fucking good side when we're on it. We're on. Un- unbearable to be on it. We just haven't been on it anywhere near enough. All right? Not compared to what we're capable of, but this is probably the first time that we've had a fully fit squad available to Klopp to be able to go at it how he wants to. And But I said, as Curtis said in the chat earlier on today, this has to be the platform to finish this season off on a high yeah. and bounce into next season like well, we've done it as, before.
0: Especially this weekend, Kev. Because the results all fell for us. Newcastle lost to City. Spurs, Shock lost to Wolves. And I they, they got to feel aggrieved about that one. Spurs had more than enough good opportunities to win that game. Yeah. But the results fell for us. And it There's was a
1: field full of fucks that I give for what happens to Spurs. Oh, right. I
0: As long as they're losing, I'm totally okay with that. But, you know, this was the weekend, and there was a few, I think it might have been the weekend before we played Nottingham Forest or Leeds or maybe even both weekends where the results went our way, and then we managed to cock it up, and then it didn't matter. But this weekend, the results went our way, and now I'm famous for being attacked by a cat. I'm about to put that fucking cat amongst the pigeons because we are right in that top four fight. Oh, I like it. We are right in that top four fight. Like, uh it's right there. Like us, Spurs are looking for Newcastle. Sh- oh, I'll let your lag catch up here. All right, we're gonna move on. I want to talk about the third goal because I don't even remember the ones that are coming after. I'm hoping my notes fill me in on it. But the third goal, Mo Salah embarrassed Lisandro Martinez for that goal.
1: Oh, embarrassed that was him.
0: It that was, was lovely. It what. He's been overthinking with the ball way too much, and it's not been coming off, and today it came off. And that's why I captained him in my fantasy team, baby, and he's got me at least 36 points before the bonus. I'm feeling great about it, but he he sold him for the Echo twice? Yeah. Like, it's one thing to get sent to get the paper, but then to get back from getting the paper and be told you need to go get another one? Ridiculous. Unbelievable. I, Gakpo... Dinks it over David De Gea. 3-0. That was actually,
1: do you know what? what a that's finish. a really, really good finish. What it gets finish. under. It, that'll get underplayed in all of the goals that were scored. Yeah, that's a cultured finish. You know, that is a proper striker's finish. You know, barely, Bob, Bobby would have been proud of that. Yeah, Bobby would have been proud of that goal because to me
0: it was shades of uh, Moe's dink over De Gea in the five nil at Old Trafford yeah of just the perfect amount of spin and angle and velocity on it and it nestles in Ah, it made me so happy shortly after that anthony finally got his yellow card he looked like he was due a red card the whole game he's part of that club of united players that absolutely lost the plot like luke shaw was fouling constantly bruno fernandez is we're all liverpool fans here this is a safe place right fuck i hate bruno fernandez (coughs) He is the whiniest baby in the whole Premier League. He is such a suckhole. Just his play acting and his going down early. But Anthony looks like he's a young Padawan to the Jedi Master of the Dark Arts of Bruno because he was the same thing. So it was good to see him get a yellow card. Yeah, yeah uh, that
1: today for Anthony was uh, welcome to grown-up football.
0: Yeah. And no. Did I, did I save that comment? Oh, I didn't save that comment. Kev Ball said earlier, and somebody has now confirmed it, that... Cody Gakpo has more Premier League goals this season than the 90 million pound Anthony for Manchester
1: United. And that's the Cody Gakpo that Manchester United were desperate to sign and couldn't get over the line because they'd spent too much money on Anthony. You're, I, I should have given you the heads up that I
0: wanted to mention this, Kev. To me, that might be the absolute sweetest, sweetest part of it is that United fans were so desperate for Gakpo. We absolutely yeah. pipped them out of nowhere before the window even opened. And then they all went on this long thing for the entire month of January when Gakpo was settling in that we didn't even want him. He's not even that good. And if there could have yeah. been a game to get your first brace for fucking Liverpool against the team that's like sour grapes, we didn't even <sighs> want you anyways. <laughs> yeah, Stephen
1: Lennon, Stephen Lennon makes a good point there. Gakpo, it's a bit early. It's a bit early to make in this kind of shout. Gakpo gives me Burkamp uh, storage vibes. He does in his style of play. He does in his style of play. And if he turns out to be anything close to a Dennis Burrkamp huh. for the money that we've paid for him, take it. It would be absolute you'd almost go back and give PSV a bonus. You know, or just you, just, you
0: know, an interest-free loan to redo one of their stands if they want. You yeah, FSG can float them $80 million to do some <laughs> renovations around the ground because we yeah. feel guilty about it, yeah. It's, it's
1: just one of them, and he's, he looks a proper footballer. I can't wait for him to have a proper preseason next year and come back in. You know, I feel it, it It must be difficult for any any player coming in in January because you don't really feel part of the club or part of the side until. Probably the, you're you're in a full season. You go away on on a, on a preseason trip with everybody, where it's just thirty five of you with the coaching staff, and you're gone for a month. Yeah, you know, and I think that's when you start to feel like you're part of you're part of it. But my God, he looks a lovely footballer. He I, really, really does.
0: I it's we're gonna jump all over because you can't really have a lot of structure when you win seven 0 against your biggest rivals. Yeah. Which I need to point out. 6-0 was United's biggest defeat in the Premier League. And then we went and made it 7 just to put that little extra coup de gras on top of it. I thought Cody Gakpo was my man of the match. I thought he looked so promising today. The strength he has in the middle of the park. It's, call me Blinkert and a Liverpool fan, it is so Ginny Wijnaldum. Where he gets, he collects the ball at speed to his feet with one, two, three defenders at his back, and he's able to spin, shield the ball, and make a little two-yard layoff that opens up the attack so much. I thought he did that tonight so so well, so
1: yeah, well. He was he was very good tonight. He really was. Uh, but for me, Mo Salah, um, I thought this is the Mo Salah that we know and love. Um, the when he done. Lissandra Martinez, and he sat him down twice. He did it by going on the outside. Yeah. And he went in the outside, stopped, went on the outside again. It's like Lissandro Martinez just sold himself a pop, like, you know. And the assist from Salah for Bobby's goal. Was just fucking beautiful. It, it was weight. just such a lovely way to pass.
0: I come from I come from a country where curling is one of our national pastimes, and the yeah. weight on that shot stone was unbelievable. It was
1: perfect. It was perfect. And but it wasn't just that. There were times in the first half where Mo was doing the donkey work and getting back and closing down space, stuff that he's not used to, stuff that he doesn't normally do, and that will. Give Anfield a massive lift to see him doing that leg work and going the other way and showing the quality that he's got, man. Yeah. You know, I, I thought I thought he was outstanding today. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought he was head and shoulders above anything on the pitch. Yeah, you know, his quality today was second to none. He was yeah. outstanding,
0: and he wins so many headed balls in the midfield. He was dropping deep. He was adding that extra number into the midfield, which yeah. we swamped their
1: midfield. By the way. We absolutely swamped their. That's midfield. where I go back to saying Ten Hag messed up yeah. so badly. Sticking like, Bruno Fernandez out on the left. Fred Casemiro.
0: Yeah. Fred Nobody. Casemiro and Woot Weghorst as a 10. Yeah. That's your midfield. Like, even if Fabinho was playing how he was four months ago, I would be happy with us winning that midfield battle because the only thing Woot Weghorst seems to know how to do is score unbelievable braces in the World Cup and dribble the ball Why with not? his fucking hands. The guy no, handled the I, ball in the first half like three times. And Andy yeah. Madley, who was garbage, th- didn't catch it. Yeah, any. he
1: was. I think Veghorst, if you played Veghorst as a number nine, to link everything and to bounce off and to play off, that's fine. And he's actually really good at it. He's really good at it. But the way Ten Hag has tried to use him today was so bad. Really. Guys, if any of you in the chat have found um, – Any of the post match stuff, any of what Klopp was saying post match, please fire it into the chat. Love to see it. Love to see it. And more importantly, what was
0: Jake mister Must be on the cans. Usually he's pretty good (laughs) at getting the uh, post match quotes in for us.
1: But no, so I mean, the fullbacks today, Robertson up and down the wing. Robertson, if he could, if he ever learned how to shoot, he'd be in double. With his right foot? Twice. Twice. Yeah. It was, um, it was, look, it's not his forte and that's no. not why he's in the side.
0: The ball but- lands to Robbo on his right foot, nine yards out with an open path for the goal. It's to me about the same as if you're stranded in the Antarctica and somebody hands you 12 pounds of smoked brisket and you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? I know that there's gold here, but I can't do anything with it. He has no right foot at all. And it's, it's to the point now where it's almost just funny to see it happen. And because we won seven nil, we can laugh about it, but you know, if we'd had a nil nil and Robbo would spurn those two chances, we'd be pulling our hair out about it. But yeah. my God, like he, he should be good for five, seven goals a season because of Easy. the positions he gets into.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, Adam O'Brien with the comment here is like, well, I just wanted to say we've had plenty of ups and downs this year. And, have to sit sit through some serious shite, but God, I love this football club. It is definitely a day for the cans. Yeah. It's like this is why we look. This is why we watch football because. Yeah. Could you imagine what it must feel like to be on the receiving end of this?
0: Oh no, no! I highly recommend everybody go and check out a little bit of Goldbridge after this, because if you can't enjoy some schadenfreude oh, no. after a 7-0 win.
1: Norwich City flags, Norwich City scarves are going to be sold out in Manchester from tomorrow about 3 p.m.
0: Green and gold as long as Rashford scores every week unless we lose 7-0 at Anfield. You know, like the green and gold scarves got packed away there for the longest oh, yeah. time. But you're right. They're going to they're going to be having a book burning. Has any <laughs> of their assistant managers written a book? There might be a call for that. Uh, well, I got to point out a lot of people in the chat here talking about the way that Gakpo moves. I don't know if it was on one of the, it feels like hundred shows you and I have done over the last week, Kev, or after we stopped broadcasting, but I mentioned this. I feel like Gakpo moves like Van Dyke where you don't think he's trying, but because he's so big and his strides are eight yards each, he covers so much ground. Like I, I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier with, Oh, Emmett Kavanaugh. He's got it there. Look at that green (laughs) and gold, green and gold. Uh, all right. See, let's see this, here.
1: this is the, the what G10 has just put in there is the default option. Goldbridge is blame, blaming the ownership. Look, it is what they do. It's it's their default setting. When everything goes to shit, they blame the ownership. To be, Rather, than that, to no, be I'm... fair, with G10
0: on this comment, the thing around Gakpo was United's ownership because they have to go by the whims of the market and all that because they're floated on the stock market transfer speculation is actually good for the value of United's brand, yeah. you know, getting more clicks, getting more. So they, they drib and drab out their transfers. They, they carry it out. Whereas we come in like an assassin in the night and just take them from them, but fuck them. Because after we signed Gakpo, there was pretty much a constant stream of revisionist history from United fans going, he's not that good. Anyways, he's a one trick pony. He had a good world cup and that's it. Well, guess what? We've got a player on our hands and yeah. it's, Somebody mentioned early, early in the chat, might have been before we went live, that this is the reason why Bobby's not getting his deal. I mean, all Liverpool fans are going to be gutted to see Roberto Firmino leave this club. Yeah. There's, there's no two ways around it. Bobby Firmino, not even his goals. For me, it's the assists. It's his assist against Southampton and an assist he made against Newcastle. Of no another one look- today. Unbelievable, yeah. some of the moments this guy's given us but it is time to move on. We are being a little bit more ruthless. You know, some people in the chat on our show we did on Thursday, uh, Kev Gav and I, where we did a little pretend transfer business in the summer. People were like, wow, you guys are ruthless tonight, you know, getting rid of players. This is what we have to do. This is what fans are calling to do. And so, you know, it's a great sign that we're going to move on from Roberto Firmino because holy shit, does Cody Gakpo fill that role? If he plays like he does today, we won't miss Roberto Firmino at all. It's, I look except for
1: the team. No, I love Bobby. I absolutely love the Bones of Bobby. And Bobby's given us eight fantastic years. Yeah. Uh, but I think for him and for us, you know, it, it's um, we need to evolve the way we play. And Bobby deserves to be a starting number nine for someone in a top league. And hopefully, the rumors and the gossip to Inter Milan are genuine and he can go to Milan and challenge for a serie a title in the next year or two and finish his career in italy and be a success i've got absolute i wish him absolutely nothing but the best because i think he's a phenomenal footballer he's one of the he's one of those footballers in the game that it doesn't matter what club you support you'll you will appreciate the quality and the the man has an abundance of quality, and uh, we're going to definitely be doing shows on Bobby and what he's offered us Ab- before he goes. But absolutely, my God, absolutely yeah. love the bones of him.
0: Yeah, that seems that seems like a pretty good idea. For we got an international break, which is blech, disgusting, Not far away, coming up. But that seems like a good use of the international break, as we can yeah. go and wax poetic 100%. about Bobby. But Laszlo Panaflex, pretty. I, I, this is a pretty good shout that Bobby might be the most popular player that we've had since Stephen Jarrett
1: uh popularity wise cult figure wise yeah everybody uh, loves Bobby yeah I think between him and Divock between him and Divock because I think Bobby's given us more moments but Divock has definitely given us those um cult yeah wins those last minute winners you know scoring the winner in the Champions League final the goals against Everton and what have you Bobby Firmino's head and shoulders above the locker Yeah, it's not not even close. Leagues between them. Not even close, but it was because of him and because of his ability, we managed to watch arguably the best era of football that Liverpool have ever played. Yeah, And I include the... the I, I just glitched out. yeah you just i'd argue little, that the I, football I, I try to hack cool and let you finish the, your thought and hope yeah. that
0: it all works itself out in the end
1: <laughs> no it, i just i just it, argue it, you know. that the football the football that we played at that time was the best that we've ever played yeah in my lifetime, yeah anyway.
0: I, I i don't think it can be our like I I wasn't around to witness those teams. You know, you can watch YouTube compilations and stuff like that, but it just doesn't give you the same effect. But I mean, the level of competition is so, so high that we're dealing with right now. And Bobby Firmino was the central to some of the best moments. I will, if they're not, if in, in 50 (laughs) years, if the moments of Bobby Firmino that I've experienced, aren't some of the best moments of being a Liverpool fan, it's because we've had great decades ahead. That's the yeah, only I way that I got. Yeah, because, because because like the fun that I had watching uh, Sadio Mane, Bobby Firmino, and Mohamed Salah front line, if that's ever equaled, I am so happy because I thought that way about watching Luis Suarez. You know, watching Suarez and Sturridge and Sterling banging goals in thirteen, fourteen. Like I thought, like if I ever get anything that's as fun and exciting as this, and we've had that, and it's been great. But I'll tell you what, I think we saw tonight. A kind of sign of what we're going to be looking at in at least 2023 2024 for our attack with Nunez Gakpo and Mosala in there and that's pretty exciting Yeah. uh ah, Darius Hoyt has sent us a five dollar super chat here so 70 percent of five dollars is uh 350 something like that yeah That's going to go to our breast cancer uh, awareness charity partner. So thank you very much, Darius. He says we had no idea what we were going to see when we saw Klopp play Coutinho, Firmino, Lalana against Man City during Klopp's first game. I think his first game was Spurs, but I I, I get what you're after. And I'm, but we're miles away from that. We, when I think of those teams that had Coutinho and Lalana in it, it was chicken with its head cut off, just running all over the place for the sake of running. And today, uh, Jim Beglin mentioned it some point in the second half in the on on the broadcast I was watching. Our press was dynamite today, dynamite. Yeah,
1: it today. was, oh. it was. But yeah, listen, um, t- t- we're going to be back tonight. I mean, the guy, we're not back. We're off now. We can go and get on the cans and have a load of fun. But the guys got to be back tonight at ten o'clock, and you can imagine they're going to be going through this with a fine tooth comb. Soaking up the Manchester United reaction to this. Oh yeah. Because let's face it, this was the talk in the middle of the week from the, the Manchester United fans who were brave enough to say it. They were on for a quad of their own. That's done. That's done. <sighs> they, they might get a cup treble, and I think they should, they probably will. They arguably it's it's on for them to get a yeah. cup, a cup treble. I mean and it's that's a Mickey a- Mouse treble though, right? It's no, it's not because it's something similar, similar to what we did back in 01. Yeah, that was a Mickey Mouse. You know, it, it's not. It's no, I'm sorry, it's not. It's one of those things that they can use to build on. But at the same time, to come to Anfield with the premise that they're back, they're a long way from back. Kept, we are s- we still here? We're a long way, from, we a a long way from being dead. Yeah, we we're squattered. a long way from being done.
0: I, I, Drink it in, folks. I mean, they're, I thought 5-0 was as good as you could get. 5-0 away, that's probably equal to what? 6-0 at home? 7-0? 7-0
1: in a Premier League. 7-0 in any Premier League game is huge.
0: Yeah, y- exactly. You beat, you beat Nottingham Forest 7-0. Or you beat Southampton 7-0. Yeah. And you're like, you remember that day? This is yeah. our greatest rival. A team that thought that the... The tables had turned again, and they were back on the up, and we were going down.
1: Yeah, and Yunus makes a point that this is their biggest ever Premier League loss—six,
0: six nil. They said it was their biggest ever defeat, and we yeah. went and we added a seventh just to drive the point home to remind them that ah, oh, I, I couldn't be happier, Kev. Like honestly, Yunus the- is
1: saying that this is their biggest ever loss. In any competition, wow! All time, oh man!
0: I, I need to get on the man. I'm you coming know, back to
1: Twitter. I'm coming back to Twitter, man. Uh, I'm getting on the man United yeah. Spaces tonight. I you you wait. need
0: to you need to double confirm that and bring it back in what two hours and forty three <laughs> minutes for the Fatback Four because the fellas, I'm not entirely sure who's on tonight, but whoever's on tonight, I mean that's a that's a muffin you're tossing up right there for. It's,
1: <laughs> Wow! Yeah, like, I look, man. I I cannot wait to watch match of the day two tonight, and I'm gonna bounce into work tomorrow, and I'm i bouncing into work tomorrow taking names. Oh, buddy, I'm, I'm on holidays
0: for the next two weeks, so I've been on the can since about <laughs> nine this morning. Just absolutely enjoying my uh coming up two weeks of holidays, and holy shit, this is the best. I I could have won five grand on a scratch and win and i wouldn't feel as good as i feel after no. beating united this, this this is
1: amazing this is why we love football and look we know the hurt and what we know what is the, the pain of what it was like to lose mm-hmm. especially the way we the manner we lost the manner in how we lost at, at old Trafford. the result says 2-1 we were battered we were battered and humbled Buddy, I,
0: I watched that game at Ryan's Pub in Dublin with yeah. Emmett Kavanaugh and Keith Plunkett of this parish. And I don't have to watch a lot of games being Canadian and not knowing a lot of soccer fans. I watch all my games at home. So I don't have to watch a lot of games with gloating opposition fans two tables away that was fucking brutal having United yeah. fans high-fiving each other because we're dog shit. So Ashley L seems to have uh, clarified it here. She says this defeat goes down as the club Manchester United's joint heaviest ever competitive defeat alongside seven nil losses to Wolves in December, 1931 Aston Villa in December, 1930 and Blackburn Rovers in April, 1926. So since before the rise of Hitler's Germany, this is the greatest defeat in the history of Manchester United. and if that doesn't make you so happy as a Liverpool fan, you cannot be made happy. That's amazing. That's one of the great stats ever. Thank you very much, Ashley.
1: That's amazing. Uh, yeah, you before the war, yeah, if you know you know, it's like it doesn't it doesn't get better than this. It doesn't. It just doesn't. I mean, can you imagine what it's like people walking into offices, walking into warehouses, walking onto building sites tomorrow morning. All of the crap they'd have taken, people would have taken all last week.
0: There'll be a lot of people walking into work tomorrow doing this.
1: I haven't got enough fingers. It's like, I, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I, I, it, it's just going to be... It's just going to be nice, man. Because... Yeah. You can imagine the amount of stick that was handed out all week. We're going to do this. We're oh, going to do that. I have to
0: care about cup victory for yeah. them. And, you know, they're back and it's 10 hog and he's all over and Liverpool is shit. Again, I'm going to go back to what I said. I felt that there was a turning point with the t- the manner of the performance in the derby against Everton. I, to me, I saw more of our players giving a fuck in that mm. game. I saw more players running that extra hard yard, making that extra burst, being a little bit smarter in possession and with the pass. like today our passing at the back was rock solid. Allison had one first half. He damn near made me shit myself where he, he took a poor touch with the ball and Bruno tried to dive and get the penalty, but Allison got the ball and it was never a penalty at all. And other than that, we were rock solid at the back. And whenever we got the ball, they fended off our attack. They lumped it long. We won the first ball. We got it. And if anything wasn't on immediately, we just went back to Van Dyke or Ebu or Allison. And we kept the ball. We kept recycling it and we kept the pressure on them. And in the second half, my God, it's is that maybe Kev, with the exception of Barcelona at home? Is that maybe the best second half of football in the history of Liverpool Football Club? Six goals against Manchester United.
1: It's right up there. It's it's, it's right up there. It look it, it really doesn't get much better than this. I just wanted an honorable mention for Robbo. Um, Unbelievable. In the first half, chasing dead balls. You know, they, do you remember the one where Darwin? You said Darwin yeah. threw his arms up more heavy. Robertson legged it. Yeah, you went to Head get a can when I was
0: talking about that. And he wins yeah. he wins the throw in eventually off of Dallow.
1: It seems like that. That's the mentality. Uh, That's the mentality monsters are back.
0: Yeah. Uh d- before we wrap up, because again, we got a we got a fat back four coming up tonight in yeah, two and a half hours. So I'm presuming a lot of you guys are gonna be in there in the chat checking it out. If you're watching tonight, we've got 166 people in here. I would love if we could get 166 likes because if you can't hit a like on a full-time reaction show for Liverpool 7 Manchester United nil, when are you going to hit the thumbs-up button? It costs you nothing. It takes literally half a second to go and do it. Uh, I was about to say something, but I completely... Oh, I would love to hear from the chat. What are your guys' man of the match? Because I threw mine out there early. I thought it was Gakpo. Kev, what did you think?
1: I, I think Salah. I think yeah. most, Salah, most Salah was so good did it you know so good you name him twice it was Mo Salah goals Salah he, he was two goals to assist
0: yellow card
1: shirt off <laughs> it's not it's ground. not just the goals and the assists it's his all-around play he just looked like he wanted the ball he wanted to be involved in everything um he looked like he wanted to take a leadership role in that front three and said look if Bobby's going I'm the man and you work through me, and we will get there.
0: Yeah, we got uh Antioch the third saying Robertson Craig Lowe from Australia. G'day, Craig. It's the middle of the night. I think it's four thirty for Craig right now. So good wow. on you, Craig. Get the fuckers as India, mate. Get a VB. Let's go, Queensland. VB. Uh, I haven't had VB in years. That's. I haven't had it since I was in Australia. Oh India, man, I used India. to. Enjoy, I
1: used to have it when I was living in England. There was a, a pub. There was a place in Bristol called the beer keller, and this was a place that had like Nirvana in there before Nirvana had made it. Nice. It was it was one of those like proper proper biker bars that had like good music. Uh they used to sell VB, man. It was the fucking bomb. Used to love it.
0: Yeah. Got a few more people here. Owen Burke saying Salah, man of the match. Who did I have a Butter pants 0815. <laughs> man of the match uh eunice going a little bit off script here he says Alonso podium seven nil win against man united what a day for me pretty good day first day of f1 there kev the red bull one two I, on. Uh, yeah party. i didn't i didn't watch it i just got a I, feeling yeah,
1: this season is going to be a procession again yeah man. i was more invested in watching the uh first the two o'clock game today the Everton, uh, was Nottingham Forest game. Game. it was actually a good game of football. That was a good game. Yeah, it was a good game of football with everything that was on it, yeah. So, yeah, it was, um, it was an action packed day today,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Action packed day today. But look, they got the boys are going to be back tonight. Smash the like button on your way out, guys. Really appreciate everyone who was in there. If you can't enjoy this, then football's not for you, yeah. But, yeah get back in the chat tonight where the lads are going to go through this with a bit more calm. Yeah. Calm. Yeah. We didn't even get get through
0: all the goals. I think we got to back the fourth in. one. Seven <laughs> okay, I'll pass my notes along to the guys doing the fat back four. After the third goal, all my notes are just exclamation marks and the score going up by one every couple of minutes. So it's absolutely fantastic. So yeah, I mean, Fatback 4 coming up in two and a half hours for you guys. Everybody come on back into the chat. Hit your like button on the way out. Our sponsor again, bookmakers.com. Go on over there. Put you, put a bet on Mo Salah to win the golden boot for the Premier League this season because if the rate he's going, it's still not going to happen. But you no. probably get good odds on it. You probably get good odds on it. But in the description for the show, you'll find the link to our charity partner, 12 women from a Dublin GAA club that are running the Dublin City Marathon trying to raise money for breast cancer awareness. We're helping them out with that uh also gav i don't know i think he still might be looking for any sponsors for our golf day for the lc day trippers golf day that's coming up uh in and around dublin in june all the proceeds and uh whatnot from that are going to go to our breast cancer charity partners so we got all those good things get some cans in you guys maybe get a bit of bite to food let's see you guys all back here for the fat back four and two and a half
1: hours or so right Gav? absolutely can't wait i'm not on tonight you're not on tonight no nope. i you're don't even i have to. no idea who's on tonight nope. i'm assuming i'm assuming Ed, emma is on i'm assuming keith is minding the shop pretty sure Shawnee's going to be bouncing off the wall somewhere so look if it's the three boys it's three going in to the be back
0: fucking. baby three in the back
1: it's going to be carnage <laughs>
0: that's right get hydrated get a little food in you get your cans we'll see you guys all back for the fat back four later Thanks for joining us for Full Time Reds. That's been Kev. I'm Matt. The score was Liverpool 7. Manchester United nil. Five clean sheets in a row. Up the fucking Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts. O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast.